All right, everyone, welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Sorwick, again with Mike Meredith. It's Tuesday. We have a lot to get into, but Mike, uh, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. Another crazy week of football. Uh, we have a lot more to cover after that as well, but of course football being the star here of the show, lots to unpack this week for the show. Yeah, that's right. So let's get into it, man. Um, we'll we'll go we'll go straight with our team, the Lions. I just Dan Campbell, man. He mistake after mistake with the coaching. I just I don't understand it. The defense looked horrible. Um, lots to unpack, man. I mean, where do you want to start with this game? Well, I mean. I don't even really know. I, well, I guess I'll just say that Seattle has had our number. I think they've said uh, nine of the last ten times we faced Seattle, Seattle's beat us. They beat us last year in a shootout. They just, for some reason, they just can, they beat us, man. And I have a feeling that Seattle is going to become a really big rival for Detroit or something, man. I feel like the city is does not like Seattle now, man. They have broken our hearts so many times now over the last few years yeah it, it that's right it, it's been yeah nine out of the last ten times we played Seattle they've beaten us and yeah I mean so first of all the defense was horrible right I mean yeah all game seven points like, yeah all all game long you had they they couldn't stop them they had one sack I think on Geno Smith uh, mm-hmm. barely any pressures. I mean, I mean, Hutch didn't look good. It, it was almost like he was yeah. non-existent. Yeah, non-existent, yeah. And and I mean, obviously we had James Houston go down, so that's a big problem there on its own. Um, and he's out till November, so now we really have no pass rush because they got they're just gonna double team Hutch every single play now. Um, and then the the poor coaching decisions at the end of the game. I I just trying to play for the tie and hoping that you know you you get you win the coin toss and you could go on and win it it's not that's not good football i mean they they had the time to be able to they they had they had 57 seconds they had three timeouts and they never called any timeout and they just went for the field goal when they had a shot to win it if they you know if Dan Campbell used his timeouts correctly uh he would have more than likely won that game but here we here we sit, and and the Lions lost in overtime, and yeah, that I mean, just poor coaching decision by Dan Campbell yet again, and it makes the Lions lose. Yeah, man, I was thinking the same thing, but I guess the one reason why I think they were doing it that way is because they didn't want Seattle to get the ball back because Seattle's offense was looking, you know, fine all game and. Definitely didn't want Seattle to have the ball back in their hands with some time and regulation, but still, you got to be able to be aggressive. Detroit's culture is being aggressive, going for the win, going for it on fourth down. Um, definitely feel they should have been more aggressive. Yeah, and, and well, well, that's the thing, right? Is is Dan Campbell was aggressive on these fourth downs? Yeah, he went he went one for three on them uh, in this game. He's aggressive all the time, and then you get into the last two minutes or so of the game and he's suddenly super conservative super just worried about everything else happening and and here's here's the thing 
is is he's an analytics guy. He 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 listens to his analytics a lot. Um, teams that listen to the analytics and and play for the tie to go into overtime. They, you know you want to know what their success rate is for that. Let's see, he's under like ten percent. It's it's thirty eight percent. They have a thirty eight percent success not rate. Not not good. And it's just like. Why are we listening to the analytics when the analytics are clearly proven wrong and you have coaches that are aggressive at the end of games that don't try to uh, go for it and they end up winning the games because they were aggressive and they went and they scored a touchdown in those ti- in that time. And I understand not wanting to let Seattle get the ball. I understand that, but you have, contr- you have total control of the game and the clock at that point. You got to do something. You can't just go and play for the tie, man. It's 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 horrible. Yeah, man. It was. Um, and I guess I will say too, we have been going a little hard on the defense, and rightfully so. The defense was not looking good at all. But I will say, probably the two of biggest plays of the game for Seattle that really turned the tide in their favor was coming out of halftime in the fumble. David Montgomery fumbled the ball, and they were able to score. Right after that, after we had held them to, you know, um, not scoring much in the first half. And then the pick six as well from Goff. So those were two huge plays on offense that just killed us. Um, you know, that were just, you know, heartbreaking for um, the momentum of the game. Yeah, it, it, it really was. Um, obviously, like the, the pick six, yeah, it was a bad throw. But here's the thing. Jared Goff was actually closing in on the record for pass attempts without an interception. Uh, he, he was at 383, and the record, I believe, was, was is 412 uh, held by Aaron Rodgers without an interception. So, I mean, you don't go almost – most quarterbacks don't even get close to 400 uh, pass attempts between an interception. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're Josh Allen, you go like – two pass attempts between them if, if, if at least it felt like that in week one but uh, you, you know yeah it was a bad throw you, you wish you could have that one back but Montgomery fumbling that one that one I think was the nail in the coffin uh, for the Lions because you get rid of that and you, you end up uh, basically winning that game in regulation because I mean well you really give them both back and you win that game handedly, but but now, but that that Montgomery one that changed the entire momentum of the game because the Lions came out swinging uh, in in the second half and then just laid that egg right there. Yeah, because I mean the Lions had the ball uh, going into the second half, and then yeah, fumbled and Seattle was able to score and it just turned the tides right there. Um, can't be doing that, man. Having the ball at uh, the start of the half, you got to be able to put some points on the board, come out strong. And, you know, Seattle just, um, you know, like I said, that just kind of really turned the momentum around. They had a monster third quarter. Detroit was able to close it in the fourth quarter, but they didn't go for the touchdown at the end, which was, you know, sad. And then I knew right when Seattle won that coin toss, man, with how our defense was playing that they would have no problem going down the field and winning. Yeah. By the way, I still hate that fucking overtime rule. Oh, absolutely. Both teams have a shot at it. 
makes no fucking sense. Why can't right. they do it like college does it? Like it's ridiculous. The way college does it is kind of stupid too, especially yeah. especially once I you mean, get to the two point still, conversion shootout. That's just stupid. But yeah, but it's still better than not having a shot. Like, right. But yeah, I cannot. Yeah. The only way you can rationalize that is like just get the stop, you know. But at, at least they they got rid of the the thing where. You know, you can win it on a field goal pretty much. You you have to score a touchdown. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just just a brutal loss. And the other thing too that really really pissed me off, uh, not just because the defense had was playing with no effort, but y- you know the scheme this entire weekend for the Lions was horrible as well. I mean, Jerry Jacobs is a is a guy who who plays press coverage. He's not he's not meant for being you know uh, an off line. Uh, corner. He, he's he's meant to be, you know, playing hard physical coverage, not this the, not this you know super soft coverage that they had him in all game long, and and it's just like why are we not utilizing our players you know skill set? Why are we you know doing all these different things? Um, and and we got to make those adjustments because in the second half, if Jerry Jacobs was was you know playing the way he he's the, the way he's good at playing uh, his position, you know, we, we get rid of some of those completions, I think, uh, that Seattle had in the second half that, that really, uh, you know, could have also helped the Lions in a way. But the entire defensive scheme, really, this whole weekend for the Lions was terrible. Yeah, and just also the penalties as well. Um, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I believe he actually got hurt in that game. Yeah, he's and... he's out for a while, too. Yeah, but he, um, if, you know, you guys watch that game, that first drive, they get a big stop, I think, on second or third down, push him back, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson pushes the guy down after the play and gets a flag for it for personal foul. So that puts him at first down. They're able to eventually score from there. Just just doing dumb shit like that, man. You got to be able to keep that under control. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. And, and that's just – you could almost say the same old Lions are back again because – just stupid penalties like that that, that uh, Gardner Johnson had, um, and and you know obviously there there were some penalties uh, that happened against Detroit that weren't called. I'm not saying that's why they lost though because it's not. You, you still have to make stops and still have to put up points. And while Lions were able to put up points, they just weren't able to stop Seattle, and that was the biggest you know issue in the entire game was was just the defense just could not stop them and. They let Geno Smith get comfortable, and that's why he looked really good. Yeah, man. Uh, Seattle, uh, they won another one, man. Crazy. Yeah, and, uh, well, yeah, the Lions came out of this battered, obviously. C.J. Gardner-Johnson out. James Houston's out now. It's not looking good. And speaking of injuries, man, Nick Chubb going down last night. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, man. man. How... how... So... How big of a panic mode are the is that team in now because their their star running back is gone? Yeah, so I don't know if well, I don't think anyone was really saying Cleveland was a Super Bowl contender, but you know that's a huge loss. I mean, that's definitely their best player on offense, I think. And man, I I personally I had Nick Chubb on my fantasy team as my first round pick, and wow, that just is crazy. Um, we'll get a little bit more into the games, but. Me and uh, one of my coworkers were joking around that it's like the Monday Night Curse, you know, with Rodgers last week. 
getting her out for the year. Now Nick Chubb this week on Monday. Just crazy, man. That was so brutal. If you, you know, if you want to see the injury, it's it's very gruesome. But yeah, just um, Nick Chubb, man. I I cannot believe that. And a lot of people were giving uh, Minka Fitzpatrick hate on the tackle. What do you think about that? I mean, I mean, he was just making a making a play, right? I mean, I I can't blame yeah. him for it. But they were saying he should have definitely wrapped it wrapped his legs to the, taking his shoulder into his knee like yeah that. yeah the, you know it's just in 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 football everything's so fast paced like you break it down in slow motion you make everything you take any play in slow motion right and realize oh well the player could have done this the player could have done that but you really have to judge everything at you know normal speed and and think about just what players are are actually doing and going through it's a very quick game, right? So, yeah, he could have done better, but at the same time, you can't really just blame him and, and just be like, well, you know, he did that on purpose, blah, 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 whatever all these people are complaining about now. It's, I mean, yeah, it was a bad hit, but at the end of the day, it's football. Things are moving very, very fast, and it, it sucks. You hate to see it, but it's just it's just one of those things where you can't just you know uh you know you know wish that people just would would do exactly what they they should be doing in those moments and i just yeah i don't know i don't know what else, what else to say there but yeah yeah man just crazy turn of events yeah, very unfortunate. Let's let's just get right into that game then. Uh, the Browns and and, and Steelers, obviously. Uh, the Steelers coming back in the second half. I mean, uh, it was a pretty crazy game. Um, neither team really looked good. Um, if I'm being completely honest, uh, I don't think Penny. Uh, Kenny kick it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Kenny Pickett is. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, he's really that guy. And Deshaun Watson, man, he horrible. Twenty two for forty. Yeah. I mean, look. I I thought maybe last year he was just knocking all the rust off, but nope, he wasn't knocking any any rust off. He was just that bad, and I think he's proven it so far again this year. Yeah, I, I think both these teams are looking outside the playoffs. Uh, Cleveland, I had a little bit of hopes for, but yeah, Deshaun Watson didn't look great with Nick Chubb now being out for the year. I see them falling back here, definitely taking a step back for the rest of their season. Yeah, a- absolutely. I, I no Nick Chubb definitely hurts Cleveland. I thought you know they're they're definitely a playoff team, uh, but now no Nick Chubb and. That's it's gonna be very very hard uh, for them. Uh, their defense still is really really good, um, but yeah. Uh, the other Monday night game, uh, we had the, uh, the Saints at the Panthers. Um, I took Carolina in this one, and I I I don't even know what to say, man. <laughs> I I I'm I'm in a pick'em league, and I was one I was the only one out of twenty people in that entire league to. Uh, to select Carolina, and you know, I thought maybe, just maybe, we could have it, but no, no, it it just didn't work out that way. 
Yeah, I had the Saints um, in that game because uh, from last week, definitely thought the Saints were better. I mean, the Saints aren't that great either, but um, yeah, man, Carolina looked bad. Bryce Young especially looked bad, and I think he was, you know, the best quarterback taken in this draft this year. But I, I man, and and Anthony Richardson made a really well had a really really nice game too which ah, you hate to see it but I, I was wrong about Carolina I thought they would easily win this game New Orleans I mean both these teams suck I mean if if we're being honest but um yeah it's just it's one of those it's one of those games where it's just like both teams are so bad at, at least my under bet hit on this game I, I, I bet the the 38 and a half point under and that hit, thankfully. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, b- both teams just didn't look good. Uh, Bryce Young, twenty-two for thirty-three, one hundred fifty-three yards. Um, didn't throw any picks, and, and then Derek Carr, twenty-one for thirty-six. I mean, both these, uh, you know, quarterbacks didn't look good. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it was it was a it was one of those games where I like to watch. Uh, if, if it's low scoring, if the defenses are actually the reason why they're, uh, you know, why these yeah. why these games are fun to watch. I, I love a good, you know, defensive matchup where the offenses just can't move the ball because the defenses are that good. But when it's just the offenses are both pretty fucking bad, you, you get games like this that aren't that fun to watch. Yeah, this game was super boring to watch. Definitely the least exciting of the two games. And even, like I said, the Steelers-Browns wasn't even that great either, to be honest, but definitely the better of the two games. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, Thursday, we had the Eagles and the Vikings. Uh, Eagles winning that 34-28. to um, I thought the Eagles would have played a little bit better. I mean, I, I had them to win it, obviously, but uh, Kirk Cousins didn't look too bad, 30 30- 31 for 44 at 364, um, you know, four touchdown passes. He looked really good. It's just, you know, he can't play like that in the playoffs. He turns into a fucking pumpkin in the spotlight. And, <laughs> and it's just, he, it's it's so bad. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked really good too. Um, and, and DeAndre Swift, man, he, man, what a game. I, what a game. And, and the, the thing that bugs me is like, like yes, I didn't want to pay him as a Lions fan because I I have this rule, and I I know a lot of people agree with me is you do not pay running backs at all. Um, Philadelphia paid him, and he I mean he produced really well. It's just gonna be a damn shame once he gets injured because that that man is just yeah. Yeah, yeah man, them running backs and injury prone are just. Yeah, crazy, but yeah, Philly man uh, pulling out with the win. They were up, I think, twenty-seven to seven at one point in this game, and uh, Minnesota started coming back. Uh, and I believe covered the spread. I think it was a six and a half or seven spread, if I'm not mistaken. So I think Minnesota actually covered in this game. Uh, I'd have to try and find that. Uh, what that spread was pre-game, but I believe you are right. I believe Minnesota did cover. Um, so, so, I mean, if you, if you bet that, then, then good for you. Um, 
So so the line was Philly by six. So so yeah, the, the Minnesota did so cover. It was a push. Yeah, it was a push. Um, that said, both both these teams play really well. Um, they they both scored the same amount of points in the uh, the second half. So really didn't matter. Um, Eagles put up 14 in the third quarter and, uh, the Vikings put up that 14 in the, uh, in the fourth. And then they both split seven, uh, Philly in the fourth and then Vikings in the third. So they didn't really necessarily come back. I would say, um, it's just, uh, Philly had that, that two, those two field goals in the first half that really just uh, pushed them to win because other than that they were pretty equal and it was a pretty equal game as, as far as I'm concerned uh, with both QB performances um, and uh, also uh, the uh, the receiving performances but in terms of rushing the, the Eagles were I mean just dominant Minnesota couldn't run the ball at all uh, Alexander Madison 28 yards on 8 carries that's pretty bad yeah. Uh, so uh, go back to the uh, the Sunday slate of games. Uh, the Bills beat the Raiders thirty-eight to ten. Uh, yeah, I I I, I think I I, t- I took the Raiders in that one. Um, just just just. <laughs> yeah. Bills finally came back and actually played. Uh, you know, finally making up, I guess, somewhat for their their poor performance. Uh, Monday night. Last week, they finally, you know, they were like, no doubt in anyone's mind in this one. They blew the doors off the Raiders. Yeah, I, I, I took the Raiders only because how bad the Bills looked on, on Monday night last week. Huge mistake. Mistakes were made. That's okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Bills looked really, really good. I mean, granted, they were playing a, a very bad team in the Raiders, but... Um. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen looked really, really good, especially after last week. He threw through he uh, threw three touchdown passes instead of three interceptions. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so, so things were looking good. Uh, you know, thirty-one for thirty-seven. Um, you know, the the rushing game looked good. They had one hundred eighty-three uh, yards on the ground. Um, James Cook looked really, really good, uh, despite not having a touchdown. And, 17 for 123 looked uh looked very solid and and on the flip side Jimmy G just <sighs> doing Jimmy G things yep i mean that man just <sighs> why does he still have a job is is the real question um for real. i just yeah um ravens beat the bengal's 27 24 um i i don't believe I no I did take I did take Baltimore in this one so um I'm glad I did uh yeah not the greatest start to the season for Cincinnati and Joe Burrow uh reaggravating that calf injury that he sustained in uh training camp things are not looking good for Cincinnati right now man yeah man similar to last year they're starting off slow again Burrow they just paid him uh, you know, the huge contract. Now he's got injury problems again. You got a lot to figure out in the next coming weeks. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And their their defense too. They they need to uh you know, be better. They made Lamar Jackson look like an actual quarterback. Um 
and and that's that's quite impressive to do because Lamar sucks, man. He he's I I I have no faith in him. He can't throw, but he he was able to throw very well against uh, the Cincinnati defense, which again, like I just said very very bad this year um if i was a cincinnati fan i'd be in panic mode right now especially with joe burrow possibly being out this week we'll just uh, have to see on that one um jags and the chiefs chiefs won that i took the chiefs in that and i believe you did too um mm-hmm. it was it was it was one of those games where it, it was kind of a just the defense was getting stop after stop after stop and it was a very fun game for me to watch because because of that um you know Jacksonville was was a uh, they, they couldn't move the ball as much and Trevor Lawrence didn't look that good uh 22 for 41 and you're not going to win games kicking field goals man i mean they they have to get no. they have to move the ball a lot better than they did um and then even then the, the, the Chiefs didn't look that great either. I mean, uh, you know, Mahomes looked pretty good. I mean, it's Mahomes. He always looks pretty good. But 29 for 41, he, he had the interception. Uh, and, and yeah, it was just it's just one of those games where neither team could really move the ball well. Jack, Jacksonville's defense is really, really good, I think. Um, I didn't think, you know, they would, they would beat Kansas City, but – to hold them only to 17 points, I mean, that, that speaks a lot for that defense. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a um, low-scoring game. You know, defenses kind of really stood out in this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, here, here's a game that I know you hate. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Titans and the Chargers. Titans win it in yeah. overtime. Brandon Staley proving yet again yeah, he yeah, is the Scott Frost of the NFL. Yep, I I knew they were going to disappoint. I literally called it earlier in the day. I was telling everyone, like, you know, the Chargers are going to find a way to come, stay in the lead all game and lose this game. And then what happened? They were in the lead basically all the game, and then OT and they lose. So no shockers there for me. Brandon Staley is one of the worst coaches in football, one of the worst game managers in football. Herbert's talents being wasted here it's it's sad man <laughs> yeah no I I feel bad I mean I don't think Justin Herbert is like that elite level of quarterback that that Mahomes is or I I, I would have said Josh Allen before uh, last week but I don't think he's there anymore um but you know he's he, he's not a Burrow or a Mahomes he's a really good quarterback I just don't think he's that elite level quarterback but I absolutely agree. He's being wasted in L.A. Um, you know, if Brandon Staley has a job still by the end of the season, I'm going to be very shocked because L.A. is L.A. should be two and zero right now. I mean, yeah. plain and simple. I mean, they've lost bad. They've lost bad games that were very winnable to very bad teams, and Tennessee's a very bad team. Um, yeah. It, if if you're if you're losing to Ryan Tannehill in in this day and age, and, and here's the thing, Ryan Tannehill looked really good. You know he had he had a uh, well he had a 56 QBR, which not that good, but he went 20 he went 20 for 24 and 246 yards and a touchdown. I mean, 
he didn't look that bad. But the, my biggest issue is is the fact that the Chargers were leading most of that game, and they still just found a way to lose to a really bad Titans team and a really bad quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, Staley should have been fired at least two years ago, and he still has a job after the bullshit that he did in the playoffs last year. Now this bullshit that's going on this year, like, they just need to fire him, man. Yeah. Um, next slate of games, Atlanta beating Green Bay 25-24. On, it wasn't a last-second field goal. It was, what, 57 seconds left now, a last-minute field goal at least. Um, the Falcons are kind of shocking to me this year. Um, and, and, and here's the thing. Desmond Ritter sucks. He, I mean, <laughs> he sucks. But the way they're able to utilize B. John Robinson, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, dude. B. John Robinson had people touching the earth, man. I mean, he was making guys miss like crazy. And what what's what's even crazier is the fact that he didn't even score a touchdown in that game. Um, it was uh, it, he he had 124 yards on 19 touches and no touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he he still you know helped Atlanta get this win with with just his incredible playmaking abilities that he has. You know, he also had four catches for 48 yards, um, and he he's able to help this team, especially with how bad Desmond Ritter is, with a you know going 19 for 32. Um, my biggest problem is is that I I still just don't understand how this team is as good as they are, and defensively they don't look that bad either. They look a lot better defensively than I thought they would be this season. Um, and and I think I take back also what I said about uh, Jordan Love uh, last or yeah on Thursday or was it last week on Tuesday saying, thinking that he might be that guy because he didn't look that good uh, this weekend. Yeah, he definitely did not look as strong, and I think that might be in part because they you know played the Bears in the first week. Um, but we'll see. I think he'll definitely be you know solid. I, I still think he'll be all right, but. I'm, like I said, as a Lions fan, kind of hoping that he doesn't do as well um, for the Packers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I really hope he he ends up flopping out because I'm a Lions fan and I hate Green Bay. Uh, but he didn't. He he wasn't terrible this weekend. He wasn't great. He was he was good. He was good. Fourteen for twenty five, three touchdown passes. You know, not not bad, but it's just. That that offense should be able to move that de- uh, move that ball better than they did uh, against that Atlanta defense, uh, and and that's kind of just really my whole issue there is that they weren't able to move the ball that well against Atlanta's mm-hmm. defense. I mean, they don't have anyone on defense, so how are you not able to move the ball? I I just don't understand that. Um, so here here's a game that disappointed me I took the Texans I thought uh, I thought CJ Stroud was that guy he's not I didn't think I thought Anthony Richardson would be a bust he's proving very well that he's probably not 
I mean, he looked really good this game. Um, let's see here. Uh, actually, actually, no, no. He, he didn't play much, did he? No, he didn't. Gardner Minshew was in most of the game, actually. Um, that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, because I, I only watched a little bit of that game, uh, but from what I saw, he he was looking really good. Um, but but yeah, man, the, the Texans couldn't do anything, and while C.J. Stroud played fairly well, he had a QBR of forty nine point one, despite three hundred eighty four yards in the air and two touchdowns. I mean. Come on, man. What are we doing here? I thought the Texans were a lot better than the way they performed, but they they just their their defense is so bad, but at the same time, this is what you come to expect from Houston because their, you know, their whole organization's just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> man, Houston, I guess like I, I picked the Colts. I just thought that they were just that little bit better even though though they suck as well. Just, yeah, Houston's just that much worse, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just, Houston just, I don't understand it, man. I mean, I know they went out all out to, you know, they, they went and got C.J. Stroud, and then they moved up, I, I believe, to get, who did they take with that other pick? Will Anderson. Yeah, that's right. And... My, I just that that defense is so bad. Really, the only thing they have on that team is Will Anderson, and you know it's just uh, I don't understand, man. Houston's just that organization is so poorly ran. I I don't I don't understand anything anymore. Um. But yeah, I think Houston was favored in this one. Yeah, they were they were only favored by one. So, uh, Indy, you know, um, Indy obviously winning the game by eleven points, um, way more than uh, than covered on that one. Uh, the Bucks beat the Bears uh, twenty seven to seventeen. Can we can we just can we just talk about how bad Justin Fields is? Bro, like Charles is the field better. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Emotional damage. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's he's. Oh man, he ran into sacks. Like, bro, like that dude always just he's just looking around, looking around, looking around. Like, bro, either get rid of the ball or fucking run or do something, bro. Like, what are you doing, man? He ran into a sack. I mean, like, you sent me a video or a TikTok, uh, what, I think it was on Sunday night of of that uh, uh, that one play where he literally ran into the sack. When If you if you look at, one, he had a receiver wide open that he could have just thrown right to for a touchdown. And then, even, okay, even if you don't see that, which, I mean, Ray Charles could have seen that, but, yeah. but if you... If you don't see that somehow, you you still just run off to the right because y- your tackle was pushing that defensive end inwards, and you still decided to run it straight up the middle. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, I just 
man, he's so. I'm not sure if it's Justin Fields or if it's Chicago or a mix of both, but it's just like, yeah, they they got to part ways, man. So it's just not working out. I I think I think it's more on him. I mean, he's as blind as a bat out there. I mean, <laughs> you you can't like, you can't just you know run right into traffic and think, oh yeah, I'll be fine and not get sacked. He ran into sacks. He he missed wide open receivers all day long, and I get it. Most most quarterbacks will miss a wide wide open receiver once or twice a game. It happens, but to do it on the consistent level that he does it every single game, way more than you know five six times a game, that gets concerning. And as a head coach, that should be concerning uh, to me. I I just. I don't understand it, man. He he is horrible, and he's just living up to that reputation of Ohio State quarterbacks don't do well. Yep, man, and the Bears quarterbacks, I mean, they've never had a good quarterback in their entire existence, man. They have just miss after miss after miss at quarterback, man. They they still can't find their guy. No, they can't, and I, I, I take back my comments uh, from – earlier on Thursday's episode where where I said, you know, he's a great athlete, you know, he could be a running back, but a running back's not going to run into three defensive linemen. I mean, this is just ridiculous, man. Um, I just, man, Justin Fields is so bad. Um, I, I just, there's no improvement from him over the years, and it's just, it's just looking really, really bad. Um, Baker Mayfield looked pretty good too. Uh, Got to give some credit to him. Obviously, he only had the one touchdown pass, but um, you know this Tampa team. It, we know they're not that good, but they've been playing pretty well. I mean, yes, they've played some pretty bad teams in the, in the first two weeks, um, but they're they're not playing bad. And and Baker, he might still have it in him. Yeah, it's, uh, he has enough to definitely carry this team, at least throughout this season, and possibly win the division. That division's so bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the G-Men taking on the Cardinals. Uh, man, <laughs> I, I thought after the first half, we were looking at another uh, week one with the, with the Giants, man. I mean... <laughs> 20 to nothing. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought against Arizona, no less. A team that's yeah. a team that's intentionally tanking, they, like, they, yeah. They Josh Dobbs looked like Josh Allen in that game. Bro. I I it was, I, it was crazy. I I'm I'm almost convinced that they went into the locker room at halftime and just told the defense to just stop playing so that we could tank for for Bryce Williams. I I mean, dude, the, the Giants look really bad. I mean, I mean, come on, man. That that was that was horrible. Yep, it took like everything out of them to win that game at the end. I, I remember looking. I went, "Oh my god, man! They are down this bad of the Cardinals." And then I look, and it's twenty-eight, twenty-eight, and they they win at the end. But it's just like that's just pathetic, man. Having to do all that just to beat the Cardinals, who are trying to tank for Caleb Williams. Nah, man. This that's just that's just awful. The Giants. Man, even though they won this week, they should be ashamed, man, that how bad they played. Absolutely, man. I mean, I, like I said, I am 100% convinced that they went in 
to, that the Cardinals went into the locker room at halftime and were told to stop playing defense, let the Giants score so we can get Caleb Williams. I mean, there's no other explanation to that. I mean, the Giants just looked piss poor. Um, and that's just another poverty friend. Um, two poverty franchises playing against each other. Um, Rams and Niners played. Uh, Niners obviously winning it by a touchdown. Um, you had Brock Purdy looked pretty solid. Uh, Matt Stafford looked meh. He had two interceptions in that game. Uh, you, you take those away, and he actually looks fairly good. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I'm almost tempted to say the Rams are a lot better than everyone thought they would be this year. Um, I mean, so far they've proven it because they they've been able to put up points against you know pretty good teams in Seattle and San Francisco. Obviously, they beat Seattle last week, which I never saw happening. But you know, putting up only losing by a touchdown to, to San Francisco that's that's not that bad. Yeah, um, that was definitely respectable. Even though um, they kind of were in the same situation that Seattle and the Lions are, where San Francisco's beating the Rams like a lot over the last ten times they play each other. I think it's like the same nine out of the last ten or something like that. They have uh, beaten them or like nine in a row, something like that. Um, yeah, the Rams definitely put up a bigger fight than I thought. Uh, Puka Nakua, man, I mean, he's just coming out of nowhere, man. Since Cooper. Cup has been uh, hurt. Uh, he's a rookie. I think out of BYU, man. He has been putting up some big numbers. Uh, Poo Poo Nakua. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's that's just the nickname I have for him. It's 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 he was he's actually looking really good. But um, uh, Cowboys beat the Jets. I mean, well, we know the Jets are not going to be that good anymore this year. Um, mm-hmm. Especially after you know no Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, you had you had Zach Wilson. He played very bad. Three interceptions. Hey, Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> you know, I I, mean, I I hate Josh Allen, man. He's so bad. Uh, Dak looked really, really good. Thirty-one for thirty-eight, two touchdowns. I mean, I, I think I think it's safe to say Dallas might be the best team in the NFC right now. Um, they've just been playing at a really good level on both sides of the ball. But we know that's all going to end when when the playoffs come, anyways. Yeah, man, and shout out Micah Parsons, man. He's he might be the MVP right now, or at least the defensive player of the year. He has been going crazy. Oh, dude, M- Micah Parsons, man, he is, dude. That that guy is scary. I mean, mm-hmm. two sacks. Uh, I mean, dude is just incredible. Um, Washington. Beats Denver. Oh my god! That was Hail Mary, man. Dude, end, that was crazy. I, 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 could not believe it when I saw that. When I was watching the highlights, um, uh, Russell Wilson, man, he is, he is bad. And I know, man, he, I, I know him and Sean Payton don't get along, but yeah. dude, when I, I saw um, someone talking about Russell Wilson, and they're like. You know, Russell Wilson's 34, but he looks like he plays in, like he's 39. Like, And he was saying that I, I've never seen a quarterback, you know, pre-35, uh, not off injury, just like decline this bad. It's like Russell Wilson, man. There's no comp for it. 
There really isn't. I mean, I've never seen a quarterback that's under 35 just regress this bad. Uh, really, I haven't seen an athlete across any sport regress this bad under the age of 35, uh, especially after being, you know, one of the best in whatever sport it is at the time. It, and just to regress as bad as he has, I, I almost wonder if it's just something in his personal life. And I, I don't want to speculate on that, but I, I almost wonder if it if there's some stuff just behind the scenes that we don't know about because the dude is just, it's like he's not focused at all on football. Yeah, he he just looks terrible, man. <laughs> I, um... Yeah, like he he put on the Denver jersey and just became a whole totally different player, man. Yeah, I just I don't understand it. And then uh, lastly, uh, the Dolphins beat the Patriots twenty four to seventeen. Um, Tua being Tua again, just looking really really good. Uh, twenty one for thirty. Yeah, he had the interception, but yeah, you, you know he, it wasn't a bad game again for Tua. Uh, Raheem Mostert was really good uh 18 uh, carries for 121 yards and two touchdowns i mean yeah and then uh as as much as the tyreek and Tua connection worked last week for your buddy in that fantasy league it wasn't all that great this this week was it yeah not really um yeah there was a lot of crazy shit that went on in this game though uh the meme of bill belichick throwing the challenge flag um that was all over uh, the internet. There was a fan who actually got killed at the game. I don't know if you heard about that story. Yeah. Um, oh, I feel so bad, man. That's horrible. Yeah. That was a crazy event that happened. Just a crazy game, for real. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing as, as fans? Just killing people at games. I mean. Over football. Yeah. Over 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 a game. You're, you're going to really go out and kill someone over a game come on man grow up grow up yeah it is ridiculous man i just yeah I, I don't know what we're doing as fans i mean I, I i just don't get it this is this is ridiculous this happens every year someone gets hurt or killed by other fans of a different team you know i just this is this is just not good and, and the dude was you know a, a father of two i mean what are we doing man yeah man people just gotta be better man they gotta do something man about these crazy fans man yeah absolutely um we're, we're just gonna quickly run through college football uh we're, we're already pretty deep into this episode um you know michigan beat bowling green 31 to 6 didn't look good. Yeah. Mi- Mich- I mean, McCarthy looked really bad. I mean, obviously, qu- quarterbacks obviously are going to have those. You know, that one game where just you're you're not throwing very well. Um, McCarthy just looked horrible. Um, defensively, you know, they they made some adjustments uh, after the first quarter. Really, that really started to work uh, for Michigan because Bowling Green was actually able to move the ball quite a bit. Um, yeah, not a good game for Michigan. I think you know. I don't even think they're the best team right now in in the Big Ten. If I'm being completely honest with you, I think that goes to Penn State, um, Florida State, and Boston College. Uh, that that was a close one. Uh, Florida State winning only by two when they were favored by, I think, twenty five. 
Boston yeah. College Boston College showed out for that game. They did. Uh Penn State beating Illinois thirty to thirteen. They covered Illinois, like I said, regression candidate this year. Um Penn State's defense looking really, really good as well. Um just yeah, I, I think Penn State is the best team in the Big Ten right now. Uh, I think it goes, you know, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, and everyone else is just horrible. Uh, <laughs> speaking of horrible in the Big Ten, Michigan State and Washington, Matt, that was that yikes. Was <laughs> that was yikes, man. And speaking of Michigan State, it looks, it sounds like you know they are going to fire Mel Tucker over the situation because he 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 broke the morality clause of his contract, which you can't do. Um. So, I mean, he doesn't have a case for anything. He's going to try to take Michigan State to court to, you know, get his money. But I don't think he's, he has any case because he did breach his contract at the end of the day. But uh, Michael Penix Jr. looked like looked like he was playing against, uh, you know, uh, a fourth-grade team. I mean, Michigan State's defense looked just horrible. And, and if Washington really wanted to, they could have probably put up 80 on Michigan State if they really, really tried. Yeah, it was just awful. It's just absolutely horrible. Uh, Iowa beat Western Michigan forty-one to ten. Um, their uh, their their offensive coordinator he's in he's in the black now. He he's no longer in the red. Yeah. He he was able to, you know, put up some points. Put up some points, but I think that ends uh, coming into conference play uh, this week. Uh, Duke beat Northwestern thirty-eight to fourteen. Not much to talk about there. Northwestern, obviously, a really bad program. Probably the worst in the Big Ten right now. Uh, North Carolina beating Minnesota 31-13. Again, not much to talk about. Minnesota's also a very, very bad team. Uh, and here, here's, here was an interesting game to watch was the Bama-South Florida game. I mean, it was 3-3 three to three for the majority of that game. And I was really, really hoping South Florida won that game because it would have just been like uh, chef's kiss to see Alabama lose to such a bad team in South Florida. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm pretty sure too they didn't they uh, change quarterbacks. They officially announced a, a change in QBs at Alabama. Uh, yeah, I believe that's that's right. Um, I mean. Let, let's be fair. If I if I was Nick Saban, man, I'm I'm in my seventies. I'm done at the end of the season. It, I'm just gonna retire while I can, while I still have a somewhat decent team. But I mean, Alabama's not looking good, and this 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 program's going downhill pretty fast. Um, yeah, finally the dynasty's ending. Absolutely, I'm I'm glad it is. I I really hope this Georgia one is is over soon too because. I mean Kirby Smart's a great football coach. He's gonna stay at Georgia forever, but I just I just really hope that that, you know, we can have other teams that aren't in the SEC be able to compete for natties consistently like these other SEC teams uh are going to be able to. Um speaking of Georgia though, uh they were down at halftime against South Carolina fourteen. Uh they they won twenty four to fourteen. They were down uh fourteen to three though at half. Um, and it held South Carolina to to no points in the uh, in the second half. Um, I was really hoping you know South Carolina would have won that game, uh, simply because it would have put Michigan at number one. I just I just want to see the number one next to Michigan at least once in my lifetime. You know, 
I want to see that number one right next to Michigan's name just once. But, yeah, Georgia obviously made a lot of good adjustments in uh, in halftime to obviously hold South Carolina to no points. Um, the other issue, though, is Spencer Rattler. Just He played like ass in that second half yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. Um, outside of those games, there's really nothing to talk about. Um, well, there's one more, uh, Colorado, Colorado State going to two overtimes. Yeah. That that was a crazy one, and it, it rightfully moved Colorado down in the rankings uh, when you lose to – when you almost lose to FCS school. I think that's kind of deserved. Um, you know, Colorado obviously is a better program than I thought they would be, and I think most people thought they would be. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean – that was a much closer game than I'm, than I'm sure uh, Colorado wanted to play there. Um, obviously, uh, there was that one injury that, uh, that happened in that game to one of Colorado's players. Um, but uh, someone from Colorado State was getting death threats for it. And, and, and Dion, you know, came out in public and said, well, you know, this player doesn't deserve, you know, all these death threats and whatever. Um for you know what what what's been happening, uh, well, it was Henry Blackburn um, that that's getting all these uh, death threats for uh, for hitting for you know it was an illegal hit on, on Travis Hunter, but mm-hmm. you, you know yeah like I, like we just talked about with the NFL fans like what are we doing yeah like, death threats I... come on man grow up it's it's a game uh but. Yeah, um, so we're kind of running short on time. We kind of went really, really long on the NFL stuff. So we're going to skip the uh, the blitzes for tonight with both the NFL and the and the college football. We'll probably hit those on, on Thursday. Um, I believe Ian might be back on the episode with us there. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly jump into uh, some... Uh, a story in the NHL. Uh, Mike Babcock stepped down as the Columbus head coach, um, and uh, Pascal Vincent, who's who's been the associate head coach uh, for Columbus for the past two years, he's been named the interim head coach now for Columbus. Uh, Babcock obviously uh, facing a bunch of allegations, um, you know, as, as inappropriately asking to see players' phones for pictures. Um, allegedly, it, it, it's to find inappro- to see inappropriate pictures of uh, of, of play on players' phones. Um, you can't be doing that as a head coach. I mean, that's just wrong. It it, it goes against their privacy. Um, you know, nothing official has been out there, but the fact that Babcock stepped down, I think that says a lot about you know the truth behind everything that's being said. Um, about him, and uh, I, I don't know if you've heard anything about this story or if you have any thoughts on it. Um, yeah. So I, of course, I remember Babcock as uh, the Red Wings coach, and you know, just a lot of crazy stuff going on. I didn't really know, you know, the full details to the story. Um, but yeah, just a lot of crazy shit going on with you know him taking people's phones and stuff, and all the allegations I guess against him. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think. I mean, this was probably his last chance at being a head coach, too, obviously. You know, he, he won a Stanley Cup with Detroit. 
he tried to do it with Toronto. That didn't work out. Things went really south for him. Uh, he wanted to get back into coaching, and he was a head coach for a team for only a couple months, really, in Columbus. And 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 now he, he didn't even get to go through all of training camp. He didn't get to you know even coach a preseason game. I mean. This is it for him, I think, and I mean, it's a shame what happened, and it shouldn't have happened, but here we are, and yeah, man, it's just it's just one of those things where coaches are doing things that, that they think, you know, that they know they shouldn't do, but are still doing because they feel like they can still get away with it because, I mean, hockey culture has been built on really, you know, doing things that probably get away with but now with social media and and all this other stuff out there now it's it's just you know coaches have to be better than this and it's a shame Babcock is has been like this and he got caught you know doing something like this and it's it's horrible but um yeah that that's really it um we'll just see how uh, how Pascal Vincent does as a as a head coach I mean he has tenure uh, he, he knows most of the players on this team now and we'll just have to see how he does in Columbus, uh, this year. And Columbus is one of those middle of the road teams. So we'll, we'll just have to see what comes of this. Yeah. Yeah. So I know there, uh, there's some NBA stuff you wanted to touch on. So, uh, let's get into that. Yeah. So, uh, I guess, um, transitioning here into the NBA, um, we had talked about, I think it was in the first episode, first or second episode of um, FIBA World Cup that had been going on. That was sort of the big news of, you know, basketball at the moment because, you know, they're in the off offseason. Um, and the United States should be just ashamed of themselves, man. They did not win a gold, silver, or a bronze medal. They did not win anything. They lost to Canada. We lost to Canada, man. What a uh, shame! In bronze, yeah, in the in the bronze game, and then Germany ended up winning the gold against Serbia in the uh, championship with uh, Dennis Schroeder. He is uh, NBA player. He's a good player, but nothing really great. And uh, he carried Germany to the win um, over Serbia. But still, United States, man. Even with not having as much great talent as we've had in the past we still had the best team and just so disappointing and just you know such uh you know sad way for um you know the united states to be represented this year they were saying that for you know the paris you know the olympics coming up in paris in 2024 that we can you know get the team better and we got to get back on track because yeah that was just absolutely awful so so, that was, I guess, the main news. Um, so I, so I, 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 I have just quick question here. So yeah. you're you're telling me that in in the World Cup final for basketball, mm-hmm. we 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 had we had two east. Well, I, I I guess you could call Germany part of Germany. Anyways, was an Eastern Bloc country for a while, and Serbia yeah. an Eastern Bloc. But the final four of this tournament were three hockey countries not countries that are not known for basketball as far as i'm concerned but yeah. at least at least in the hockey world serbia canada obviously and and germany they're all very well known for for you know great hockey and and good hockey players i mean you can name 
you know, a billion great Canadian hockey players. Um, obviously, there's a lot of good German talent right now with, you know, Cider and uh, Dreisaitl. And, and then in Serbia, you know, they've, I mean, they've fallen off in hockey in, over the past few years, but they still have very good players. But you're telling me, you're telling me America lost, uh, uh, America, the, the basketball country, lost to a hockey country in the tournament? Yes. Yeah, crazy. Right? And, and and two hockey teams, or two hockey countries were, were playing in the in the championship. That makes no sense yeah. to me, man. Yeah, it was such a weird tournament, man. Just crazy. Like, I don't even know how the United States just failed this bad this year. Like, to not even be one of the top three teams is just crazy to me. What, what what's also here, here's here's kind of my take on that or what I think at least is happening um, is not necessarily that these other countries are just getting better at basketball, but it's more so just we we had a lot of young kids on this team as far as I'm concerned, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. So so, so part of me almost wonders if they're not taking it as seriously as like guys like LeBron would. Or yeah. or any of these you know veterans that that everyone loves. I wonder if these young kids were just not taking it as seriously as as you know these veterans would have. Yeah, it kind of seemed like that. They um, you know the stats weren't too crazy for any of the players. Like um, you know not averaging, of course, that they were in the NBA. But yeah, just I don't know something just about that team just did not click well together. Right. Uh, I believe you're you're about to start talking about something else uh, that you wanted to talk about here as well. Yeah, so I guess, well, that was the main thing that I wanted to address uh, for basketball. Honestly, in the world of basketball right now, it's been pretty quiet as of late. Um, you know, we're really looking forward to the seasons coming up here in about a month. Um, there have not been like any trades or big signs. Of course, the off season came and went for agency and there were some, uh, decently big moves here and there teams who got better teams who kind of stayed the same and teams who lost some, uh, players. The free agency pool wasn't too crazy though this year. Um, a lot of rookie debuts that we're looking forward to. Um, we'll have to see how, um, like I said, there was, um, some trade rumors back uh, in the first couple episodes and I was talking about the NBA with uh, James Harden and Damian Lillard. So those could start heating up again as the season starts. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see who's going to come out the gates, you know, just red hot, man, because I do think that the NBA is pretty open this year. I mean, there really isn't like a dominant team um, that's like, clear cut like this is like the best team you know denver's probably going to be favored just because they won last year and they are keeping their same team at the head phoenix just got a third superstar on the team so they have a good chance they have a no bench so we'll have to see man i'm 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 really curious to see who's going to going to do well like i said uh this is pretty rare in the NBA where there's like not really a clear cut like this is the best team like better than everyone else yeah, I mean it. It has been quiet for the NBA, and, and as well as the the NHL. I mean, there, there hasn't been a whole lot, uh, you know, going on in terms of trades or signings. I mean, 
you still have Patrick Kane and Jonathan Jonathan Taves still available um, as as free agents, but I don't think anyone's gonna pick them up. I mean, you're you're not gonna. I mean, Patrick Kane won't take veteran minimum. Um, that's for sure. But I don't think anyone wants that aging vet or either of these aging vets. Um, you know, we, we did have a trade today, a small one. Uh, Montreal and Vancouver traded. Uh, Vancouver picked up Casey DeSmith, and then uh, Montreal picked up Tanner Pearson in a third-round pick from Vancouver uh, in 2025. But, yeah, it's been a pretty quiet offseason. Um, and then uh, on the 13th, uh, I'm looking at Cap Friendly right now, uh, Montreal uh, acquired Jacob uh, Novak. Uh, from Ottawa for uh, future considerations. So future considerations off to Ottawa now. You know, he's been traded a billion times already uh, this off season, which is, you know, it's a running joke in the NHL. But uh, it's, yeah, a very quiet off season for both these, or, yeah, off season uh, for, for both these leagues, both in the uh, the NHL and the uh, the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, though, to get the season started. We'll definitely be seeing some, some more news and, Definitely we'll be talking about it a lot more as the season finally gets started here for both those sports. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real real quickly, I just want to touch on something real quick on the, in the NHL. Uh, let me count here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. you got 14 teams over the salary cap right now in the NHL. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are they thinking about raising the salary cap? I know in the NBA they've done that. They've, yeah. You know, them teams more leeway and they have the luxury tax and stuff like that. Or you go over a certain amount, uh, then you have to pay money to other teams in the NBA, you know, to kind of balance things out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so the NHL has that hard cap. So you have to be under it to be able to even play your team that night. If you're, if you're, a dollar, if you're even a cent over that that hard cap, you forfeit the game automatically. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it, it, it's it's a hard cap. They are they did increase it this year, and they are further increasing it next year as well. Uh, but but right now, Toronto's 13 million over the over the salary cap, uh, and Tampa Bay is a second has a second least amount. They they. Uh, they're six point nine million over the salary cap, so obviously these teams are going to be using that that LTIR um, loophole that's been going on for the past few years to to ensure that you know they're under the salary cap every single day during the regular season because there's no salary cap in the playoffs. You can be over the salary cap in the playoffs if you want, but you have to be it. You have to be under it in the regular season, uh, which a lot of fans don't like that rule. Um, like like Tampa Bay, the last time they won the cup were eighteen million over the salary cap in the playoffs, which is crazy to think about. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just I, I know that salary cap is increasing, especially when you ha- start having contracts like what Matthews just signed uh, earlier this season or this off season rather. Um, and it's it's definitely gonna bring some relief to some of these teams towards the top of, of the salary cap. Uh, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, I think I think in the next CBA, what's going to be addressed is the the use of LTIR because you know these teams are putting healthy players on the LTIR just because just so they can get themselves under the salary cap, um, which obviously 
something needs to be addressed there. And I think that was like the next big thing that's going to happen with the CBA is how that's all handled. Yeah, man, uh, totally. And I guess I actually wanted to uh, take over here um, for a second. Um, As I was mentioning with the NBA, there wasn't really much going on. I was kind of looking through here to see if there was any big news. And one thing I forgot to mention, man, this happened um, like about a week ago. This um, guy named Kevin Porter Jr., he was arrested for like assaulting his girlfriend. So it's like a Ray Rice situation, man. Oh, boy. Yeah. The videos were looking pretty bad, man. Uh, He was involved in a lot of shady shit, man. So this is a guy who I wouldn't be shocked if he's not in the league at all anymore. He's not even really that great of a player. Um, I mean, he's he's a solid player, but definitely someone who, you know, he ain't going to be able to get away with this one, man. Like, just (laughs) what is wrong with these players, man? I don't don't know, man. I don't know. These players, young players especially, are just out here doing stupid shit all the time, and it doesn't matter the sport. I mean, you got you got guys in 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 all these sports just doing stupid shit they they know they shouldn't be doing, but yet they're still doing it. And I think it just goes back to what I said earlier about the players just not caring, even uh, in the game. Obviously, like uh, with this this uh, FIBA tournament. You know, the U.S. team didn't look interested. They didn't care. And I think it's it's not just on the court that they don't care. It's or on the field or on the ice, whatever. It's also off the ice or off the field or off the court that these players just, they just don't care. They, they think that, oh, I get a bunch of money now. I can just do whatever I want. And the world doesn't work that way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that just about wraps it up. Um, I guess real quick we could preview uh, uh the uh the Thursday night games uh just because obviously we'll be recording then. Um, obviously Thursday night Niners and the Giants, San Francisco favored by ten. Um, I'm gonna take the Niners in this one. Obviously the Giants are frauds and they're just yeah they're just really bad um all around and yeah I think you just said you agree. Yep, I agree. I think the 49ers, and I think they're going to just, they'll win by more than two touchdowns, I think. Like, 49ers will be, they'll keep the score low. I mean, the Giants, they can't score against anyone. They they couldn't score in the first half against Arizona. How are they going to score against the 49ers defense? Like, Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, Thursday, um, for college football, there's only one game. It's Coastal Carolina versus Georgia State. Uh, Coastal favored by six and a half there, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Coastal yeah. on that one as well. I mean, it's a group of five play; no one really cares. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Coastal on that one. I mean, they were ranked not too long ago. I think it was what two years ago they were a ranked team. I think they're building something with that team, but yeah, um, not not much of interest uh, in this game, and really this this week there's only like a couple games. That I'm interested in this week, um, and but we'll cover those all on uh, Thursday's episode. So, uh, with that, uh, rate, review, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. You know, do 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 the thing that helps us, and uh, we will see you guys on Thursday. Mike, close us out. Yeah, everybody, we'll see you guys here uh, next week. Uh, next Thursday, uh, take care. We'll be back with uh, 
uh, more football, baseball, basketball, and hockey. 